Welcome to the Voluntary Sector Partnership Podcast. My name is Angela Shimada. I am the Neighbourhood Lead for Lincoln South, Chair of the Allied Health Professional Strategic Forum and Co-Chair of the Clinical Cabinet for the Lincolnshire Sustainability and Transformation Partnership. I'm joined today by Chris Easton, Head of Person and Community-Centred Approaches at Tameside and Glossop Integrated Care NHS Foundation Trust, and Ben Barley, Chief Executive at Voluntary Centre Services. Today we're talking about how a joined up way of working between systems and the voluntary sector can be beneficial for clinicians and their patients. First, how do we all fit into this? Chris, do you want to tell us a bit about the work that you do? My job really, in its broadest possible sense, is thinking about the relationship that the health and care system has with with people and communities. Recognising the vast majority of things that drive somebody's health in very many ways unrelated to the traditional provision of, of health and social care services are rooted in society, in economics, in the connections people have, the lifestyles they, they lead and, and so on. So I commission and deliver a range of services to try and respond to those things and of course at the heart of that is um, partnership with the voluntary and community sector. How about you Ben? We're based in, um, in Lincolnshire so primarily we have sort of two strands to what we do. We provide support for individuals to access community services whether that's through a social prescribing programme supporting people to access community voluntary activities and support or supporting people to access volunteer opportunities for our volunteer centres. Also we provide a range of services to the community and voluntary sector to help organisations grow and develop. I suppose it's only fair that I tell you a little bit about what I do. I am one of ten neighbourhood leads in Lincolnshire. Our job is to work across a distinct population area, ranging between 30 to 50,000 people. Working across organisations, and that includes your statutory organisations, but also your third sector, your voluntary sector services, charities, etc., to look at how care and health needs are delivered for people in local communities. So ensuring that people get the right kind of support, the right time and the right place. And most importantly, I suppose, the first time we know at the moment, and I think you alluded to it, Chris, actually a lot of people don't always need that kind of traditional medical model of provision. So actually we're looking at what people actually need and make sure that's all joined up. So we all know that NHS services working with local charities works well. But let's focus a little bit on on who's doing what and and where. Angela, is it working well for you in Lincolnshire? It's fabulous, the work that's that's going on currently. So we are working really closely with voluntary centre services within Lincolnshire. And at the moment, we have people in social prescribing roles. They're already part of our MDT. So looking at that kind of neighbourhood area, we have multidisciplinary team meetings. And our social prescribers are very much part of that and they link in with the rest of the team. So in those MDTs we have Stroke Association, Care Associations, our social prescriber who then links us in with Voluntary Centre Services. We have our local hospice, so St Barnabas um, are also there. And it's really good to see kind of in action people working together and problem solving, doing joined up work to make sure that all of our population actually get what they want and what they need. We've had one individual who came to us who's repeatedly going to GP and saying that you know they wanted to go into residential care but actually the GP who's also linked in with the MDT came to us and said well he wants to go into residential, he's lonely, what, what, what is there out there and actually knowing what that community resource looks like. So our social prescriber actually went to see this chap, identified the things that really mattered to him and actually 
what, what his needs were. They weren't medical whatsoever. He was really interested in local history. So what they did was arrange for this chap to be able to get to the local history group. He has not been back to his GP since, and he's having a really good time. He's really engaged and connected with his local community. And Ben, do you find NHS services are working well with your services? Certainly, and I think one of the benefits we've seen, particularly in the early days, when neighbourhood working was a, a relatively new concept for Lincolnshire back in early 2017, we were we were asked to become part of it at the very outset. We were, so when we were looking at the first neighbourhood working areas, Gainsborough, as the first pilot area, the, the NHS quickly recognised that they needed community and voluntary sector to be a part of that to make it, make it successful. So they came to us before they'd started to look at how we could embed community and voluntary sector early launch social prescribing programme for the area which is great because often when new partnerships are setting up often six months down the line a year down the line community and voluntary sector get invited to the table actually we were there from the outset and I think that was really had a real impact on the way we've been able to embed our services within the working but more importantly what we can do then is champion the role of the community and voluntary sector so for us it's not just about supporting people to access services it's also supporting those services that we're supporting people into as well brilliant and i suppose we can all pick up on examples where things are going well and stories of individuals who've benefited from voluntary sector services but but i guess this isn't without its challenges either so perhaps we could pick up on some of the the challenges and the issues that you face when uh, trying to ensure that the the nhs works more effectively with the, the voluntary sector particularly looking at the early days when we were first setting up the, the programme enabled working in Gainsborough, GP engagement was a real challenge, not just for us with social prescribing, but the whole neighbourhood way of working. Frankly, we've made some great strides since then, but because of the, the, the difficulty about engaging GPs in the early days, we were enabled to do, to do so much more proactive engagement with other partners as well. So when we're looking at referrals into neighbourhood working and social prescribing, we had a, a really diverse range of referrals, whether it's from DWP, whether it's from adult care, the fire and rescue service. So actually we were getting a real good range of people referring into it as well, so it wasn't just GP-led. We had similar things in Tameside and Glossop certainly in the early days and another thing that GPs would often raise is the credibility of the sector whether or not they could trust sufficiently in the voluntary sector to effectively be making referrals into it was that common where, where you're both based? I think it was more, more of a perception of we presume that GPs were reluctant because of that since then the more conversations we've had with GPs and, and certainly looking at the number of referrals now across Lincolnshire, particularly Angela's area in Lincoln South, we're getting huge numbers of referrals from GPs. So I think it was probably more of a perception in the early days that that would be from, from the GPs more than actual. And one of the other things we found in, in Tameside is to really view the, the voluntary sector with, with equality when it comes to the way the system relates to it. So traditionally the, the public sectors given charities grants and often they're very short term, uh, you know, sometimes 12 months um, long with, with no promise of, of being repeated. But certainly we tried to, to get around that and instead of having a uh, a kind of commissioner-provider relationship for delivering many of the things that you're referring to in terms of social prescribing and asset-based community development and other services that are more directly connected to the provision of clinical mm-hmm. care. We try and work more on, on the basis of partnership, except that the money comes into the public sector, but actually we're not the only people who ought to be custodians of it. What's worked really well is that Voluntary Centre Services and all of our different community providers are all seen as equals around the table. There is no hierarchy. We're in this together and actually when you bring the focus back to the fact that it's all about 
the individuals in your population it doesn't matter who's providing it as long as it's the right thing for that individual and that is really really key so when we sit around and have our MDTs or or any type of meeting meeting at any, any level everyone is equal in that relationship and I think sometimes when you start to then look at individual organisations or things, you bring it back to the, the patient, the individual at the heart of it, and that the rest of it just slips away again. For example, with our social prescribers, they work with all our other providers. So we'll have social prescribers going out on joint visits um, with our occupational therapists to identify, because they've got a different skill set, and I think that's been acknowledged, that actually everyone's got a part to play in this, and that's why, and that's why it works. It works really well. Um, I think some of the things you said before, Chris, about you know, sometimes it's short-term funding. I think that is still a bit of an issue, but I think with the NHS long-term plan, I think we'll get that stability and sustainability going forward, whereas previously it's it's been a, seen as a bit of a short-term gap fill sometimes. This feels different this time around, and, and quite rightly so. For me, there's also the role in the, the community volunteer sector playing this and the support they provide for, for group for people. So I think there is certainly a, a gap in, in the way that they are funded moving forward. I agree. that I mean, that, that's absolutely huge. And I think on one level, I, I would really recognise the fact that in the NHS long-term plan, social prescribing and the role of voluntary sector is so prominent. But we mustn't take from that the, the NHS part of the system attempts to own something that's been going on in the voluntary and community sector. We have a, an existing social prescribing service that, that works with two and a half thousand people a year. We now need to understand locally how some of the approaches in the plan assimilate with that. There was a, a report published by the Health Foundation that identified that potentially as little as 15% of the things that affect an individual's health have anything whatsoever to do with the traditional provision of health and care. And we've already spoken about the impact of economics and, and society and connections and so on. But what that historically led us towards is people going into health and care settings with issues and challenges that, that medics and other healthcare professionals can't possibly expect to meet. So in some ways we're setting ourselves up for mutual disappointment in that relationship. And when you start to bridge the gap between the, the clinical parts of the system and the voluntary and community sector, you realise that those two things coming together can complement one another in, in a way that allows people to approach the challenges they face in a very much more holistic way. I think within our neighbourhood we've identified that voluntary sector they're, they're so connected with the local community assets in a way that despite best attempts I suppose from, from NHS services they, they know their communities better than anybody else and they have the time to spend to look at actually where some of the gaps are in the community. One of the things that we're working on at the moment is actually not just the things that are going on but actually the things that aren't going on and how we can move forward to try and plug some of those gaps. Two of the main priorities that we've seen over the last year or so is mental health and social isolation, by far and away the, the two, two highest challenges we've got, and we've got some great befriending programmes across Lincolnshire, but we've also got some significant gaps in, in some of the rural areas as well, where we provision pretty light, so one thing that we're working on is trying to increase the befriending programmes we've got to get out there. But we've got some real great organisations out there doing some great work. One of the social enterprises that I visited last week was an, an affordable foods programme, 
they have a, a social lounge, they have a community shop, do food packs and they're just working towards their holiday hunger programme for families as well during the summer. So some real great work going on out there. There's something for me about the fact that voluntary sector organisations or people who work for them can very often have different conversations with people than mm-hmm. we're able to have working within the statutory sector. It has a different emphasis. So to pull an example from our social prescribing service, a lady who'd been popping in and out of the GP for years and years and years and years, been on various medications over that period of time and not really arriving at anything approaching a satisfactory resolution, the GP made a referral into the social prescribing service and the social prescriber discovered that 30 years ago she was a mad keen swimmer and was a member of a, a local swimming club. To fast forward a few months, um, the social prescriber went with her to buy a swimming costume, accompanied her to the swimming pool and she's now swimming regularly again. And that's a conversation in spite of many, many GP appointments that, that never had, had happened. Now it might happen mm. now because our GPs are starting to think a little bit differently about the questions they ask and the way they view people when they present, but I think there's a real unique skill that many people who work in the voluntary sector have in that ability to relate in in that way. Absolutely, and we're seeing um, a lot of evidence to support that. And they have the time as well, because some people take longer than, than 10 minutes to open up and actually have some of those conversations, and they ask the right questions, and the outcomes are just terrific we have so many similar examples to things like that and every time you hear them it just makes your heart sing because actually somebody's getting what they need and what matters to them it's it's brilliant one of the programs we've been delivering locally is something we've called well-being in practice initially it's been in partnership with an organization called all together better and the principle behind that is how do you bring general practice closer together with the community which it serves and invite people who work within that community to gift their time to improving the the well-being of of their population. So we start out by the practice sending a text to their registered list and inviting people along and then we have a joint workshop between the employees of the practice and the people who've come forward. Now to put this in context, one practice had 196 responses to their text in the first four hours and what we then establish is a network of well-being champions in the practices. Now, on one level, those people develop activities, they do things that are really helpful. So, for example, one patient recognised that there are always queues out the door of the practice, so offered to come in and help people use the screens. But actually, people also can say, well, I'm, I'm really good at this, maybe there's something that I can bring. So there was somebody who was a specialist in welfare, for example, and now does drop-in clinics at the practice every week. But one of the really lovely things about that programme of work is that over time it changes the way a practice works, the way a practice behaves and starts to shift ever so gently away from somewhere where you go when you're ill to treat a condition and move it towards somewhere that promotes well-being and is the heart of a, of a community. And also another thing that I'd like to add is really the power of the voluntary sector to devise extremely innovative solutions to the problems that we face and, and sometimes I think in health and care we're occasionally at danger of over-designing the solution that we want to pay for and, and sometimes taking a step away from that and reaching out and, and working collaboratively with the voluntary sector. They come up with some really innovative solutions but most importantly they're very very connected to the communities that they're trying to support. We need to reimagine what we think about when we refer to the system. Yeah. You know, often we talk about the system and what we mean is the statutory parts 
yeah. of it. But actually, if we completely reimagine that and we start to include in our description of the system the voluntary and community sector, people, communities, their families, carers, people who work within the system, and bring about a genuine consensus of a of a new way of working, uh, you know, a new way towards improving population health, then there's some really, really exciting ways of working that can emerge. The NHS long-term plan gives us an opportunity. It gives us a framework to do things locally. It allows us to step outside of the institutions who pay us and actually view the world much more through the lens of the communities that we are all there to serve. And when you bring that down to a local level, it's now beholden on, on us as people who work within health and, and care to, to grasp that opportunity and to, to make it work. I think for me, I just want to, to build on some of the success we've had in Lincolnshire, being embedded as part of it, enabled working. And I think for us, it's just really not only just supporting people to access some of the community support out there, but really helping those community groups and voluntary organisations that we've worked with for such a long time to showcase what they're doing and how they can support and help people. What's really important is that the focus is around distinct communities and neighbourhoods and to really look at that population health and that everybody who works in that community, whether they are from a statutory service, from social care, from voluntary sector services, from charities, whatever, actually all those community assets are working together for that population and so it doesn't become a case of actually I work for X organisation or this organisation, actually you're there working for that population and to me that is the most important thing. Voluntary Sector Partnership podcast featured Ben Barley, Chris Easton and Angela Shimada and was produced by Robert Mulligan for NHS England.